Hello everyone, welcome to the Zot Arts Podcast, the place where we invite UCI alumni and pharmacy to share their inspiring stories in their road to success. Today's episode is brought to you by Pre-Pharmacy Society at UCI, and I'm your host, Brian Kwok. Without further ado, let today's episode begin. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Zot Arts Podcast. Hope you guys have a great break. Today, I'm very excited because we are joined by Dr. Amanda Tran, currently an assistant clinical professor at Tech Graduate Institute, KGI, School of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. Some of you may remember her from our KGI virtual visit during the fall. So please welcome Dr. Tran to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Um, It's great to be back. And thank you so much for having me be a part of your podcast. And hopefully you'll be able to learn something from today's interview. Thank you for coming back and collaborating with us again. I am sure that a lot of our members will be willing to hear more from you after the interactive session we had during the visit. So without further ado, let's get into your pharmacy story. So first off, would you like to describe a little bit of your life before UCI? So before UC Irvine, I actually um, went straight from high school into undergrad. And so um, during high school, I loved the sciences. So I did a lot of like bio classes, you know, physiology classes and really trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, Lots of volunteer work um, and then also tutoring like my cousins and taking other classes. So I think that kind of was the basics and the background for me to go into undergrad and kind of pursue what I was interested in doing. When you think about like healthcare, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of interactions with people. And I think when I was in high school, I loved interacting with um, all the individuals I came across. For example, every year I would always um, volunteer for like the soup kitchens or some sort of volunteer experience. And I'd be able to connect with the people there. And a lot of the times, you know, like homeless patients, especially they, you know, they don't, they're not the healthiest, right? And they have a lot of questions about, you know, their blood pressures and so forth. So even though we were high school students, we would kind of help with some screenings here and there if we were allowed to, which was really fun and interactive. Um, So in addition to those patient interactions, I really had a love for like physiology, understanding how our bodies worked, right? How it functions, how we can do things to improve our overall health, you know, health and our lifestyles. Um, so that is, it wasn't just physiology. It was, you know, we also had a segment about nutrition and how to be better for ourselves. And so I think a combination of my experiences during these volunteer works, as well as my classes, really wanted me to be, you know, in a field where I can um, be interactive with people as well as help them make good decisions. And so I think that kind of really solidified what I wanted to experience when I went to undergrad and then what kind of career I wanted to pursue in the future. I'm glad that you have those experiences to like further solidify your choices. So let's get into some of your UCI experience. So as a biosci major, what are some opportunities you took in general? I know as students, um, I feel like we're all pressured, right, to be a part of a club or to to really be, inter- you know, involved with our school. And so I think since freshman year, I probably joined a handful of clubs. I think at the end of the day, I was in four clubs at the very minimum, um, maybe board member for one out of the four because <laughs> I couldn't do all of them. But those clubs 
focused on um, like teaching the community. For example, one club was specifically about teaching young kids, like, you know, in elementary school or high school, how to brush your teeth, you know, like what foods are healthy. Um, there's also a segment in that club where we can teach them about like, you know, high blood pressure, high cholesterol and so forth. And in addition to that club, um, there's another club that I joined the recuperative care program. Um, and that program was transitioning like homeless patients, you know, from the hospital into like a motel where they would stay for a little bit until they had um, housing. And so during the recuperative care program, I was able to like counsel patients on their medications, assess their adherence, um, you know, if we if we could, you know, check their blood pressure, um, help them with their like look at their blood pressure log and their diabetes because you know we work collaboratively with the med students from UC Irvine. So I think that was a really great experience, and that was one of the experiences in undergrad that wanted me, you know allowed me to pursue ambulatory care, which we'll discuss later. In addition to all those four like you know organizations, um, I was a large tutor. So I taught chemistry, mostly OCHEM. And then, you know, I think I tried bio once. So that was something that I did for three to four years, even after graduating from UC Irvine. And, you know, really, when we're in undergrad, we're like, well, do I want to do, you know, MD? Do I want to do PharmD? Like, what other things can I really do? And so I was advised to do some sort of internship. So I did the whole program pretty sure at least three years and then um you know i wanted to see what are the other fields right so i was able to shadow nursing i was able to see what a pharmacist did on one of the floors and then you know i was able to talk to some of the doctors that would come you know through the floors and just you know probe them and ask them i think a lot of my friends also had opportunities to shadow some of these doctors so when you go through the program and you're really proactive and you make connections with these doctors you can or even nurses or whoever you have the chance chance to shadow them um, if they give you that opportunity. And then I think after talking to the pharmacist who really loved what he did, he said, he you know, quote unquote to this day, I have the best job ever and it's so much fun. <laughs> that, like that was like the only thing I remember from him. Um, I then did a, I signed up and volunteered for a independent pharmacy to do a volunteer pharmacy technician. Um, and so that was pretty much all of my experiences, more or less, during school. Uh, it was definitely um, a struggle to kind of time manage, right, and figure out, you know, the balance between doing all of that and schooling. And, you know, if you guys have any questions about that, I'll be able to kind of help with that, too. But, yeah, those are my experiences at UC Irvine. Um, I was just curious, did those experiences also, like, extend to, like, during your gap year, or is it? just like during your undergrad? So all of them I started during my undergrad mm -hmm. and then some of those experiences I continued to do into my gap year as well. Um, so for example, the ones that kind of expanded to my gap year was I continued to be a LARC tutor. Um, I graduated from Hogue before I, you know, I graduated from Hogue before I graduated from UC Irvine because I, I pretty much completed all those hours and they were like, you need to graduate because you have too many hours. <laughs> um, and then I continued to volunteer at the independent pharmacy up until I went into, um, well, up until I got accepted into pharmacy school. Um, trying to remember what else I did, you know, because like, during my gap year, um, I also took classes, right? So I had decided on pharmacy after the fact, 
after I graduated. So there is still maybe three to four classes I haven't taken yet that are required for some schools. And so that's what I did during my gap year as well as teach, as well as in becoming an, um, a private tutor for um, elementary school kids. So I did that for a while too. And then also continue with the pharmacy. So that, you know, that in itself was plenty enough for me to do during my gap year. So I guess we can start moving on to your pharmacy school experience. What are some opportunities you took in UCSF that really sparked your interest in ambulatory care and slash academia? Yeah, so for those who don't know what ambulatory care is, um, ambulatory care is a type of, or a field of pharmacy where we see patients in like the outpatient setting. So that just means that, you know, when you go to the clinic, right, in, in the sense you go to your senior doctor, in some of these doctor clinics or, you know, clinics in general, you'll have a pharmacist who is involved in the patient care. And so that has been kind of integrating a lot more since ambulatory care was established. So what we are able to do is we see the patients for 30 minutes and we're able to interview them, look at their medications, adjust their medications, um, you know, order labs if necessary, check their vitals and everything. So we kind of do a mini workup and a mini you know, appointment for ourselves. And then after that, we can update the doctor about whatever we kind of assessed, right? Or what, you know, what changes we made. Um, so just <laughs> letting people know what ambulatory care is. And then there's academia, of course, that just means going into the teaching realm. Um, and so at UCSF, I kind of did the same opportunities. I, um, there was a homeless, I, I love the homeless population and that's something that I'm very passionate about and being a part of. So there was an organization where we would go to the homeless clinics and we work also with like the medical students or yeah, the medical students from UCSF and even the dental students from UCSF. Um, and it's a very interprofessional time. Um, and we see patients, we can give them, and essentially we assess what they need, right? And we're able to give them small medications like Tylenol, they have pain, ibuprofen, um, looking at if they have open sores and providing ointments and creams if they have rashes and so forth. So that was an opportunity for me to interact with that homeless population. And, you know, even though we're just seeing them for small things, like you get to learn about them as individuals, right? We get to ask them questions, who they are, you know, like what, what are they hoping to do in the next couple of years or next couple of months, right? Or even providing resources. So that was an opportunity for me to have that patient interactions with us, which I really loved. Um, another opportunity I took was what we call word on the words. And that was an opportunity for me to go into the um, Mark Zuckerberg Hospital up in SF. And, you know, I get to educate patients on some of their new medications or educate patients on how to reduce their blood pressure by eating less salt, um, watching what they eat, and then counseling them on their diabetes. So that's pretty much what the Amcare pharmacist does already. So the, you know, the, those two experiences really wanted me to go into Amcare. And then academia-wise, so one of my you know, like, I love this professor. He's one of my favorites from UCSF, but he provides opportunities for students to come into his class and teach the course. And so I was able to give a lecture to uh, my lower classmates in pharmacy school, as well as the lower PT students. So that was a great opportunity. Um, I also continued tutoring post-bachelorate students when I was at UCSF. So I still, you know, had some tutoring aspect as well. 
And um, I also was a TA <laughs> for a lot of the courses, which was a lot of fun, you know? Um, and I think overall, I've been pretty solid with like what I've been passionate about since undergrad and then finding those same opportunities in grad school because you never know what you like and so you really really continue to build opportunities and build upon those skills so I think those are the majority experiences that I would say pushed me into where I am at now. Wow yeah I, I after hearing you like seeing all these opportunities during your pharmacy school experience because um you know you previously mentioned that you know, give um, you taught young kids during your pre-undergrad years, and that kind of really develops into like what opportunities you get in the pharmacy school range. So it's really amazing, like how all these kind of connect to each other, like and like it steps up to each stage. So I guess we can move on to a little bit about your postgrad years. Can you describe like a memorable experience during your residency to, that further ensures your decision to do um, what you're doing now? Yes, um, so, you know, as so my PGY1, to describe it, was like a combination of ambulatory care and academia. So I purposely found a residency that kind of matched what I was interested in. So things that solidified kind of both aspects. I see so many patients all the time, right, for a variety of different things. Um, but my most memorable one when I was like, you know, first year pharmacist, you know, out of school, um, there's one patient that had a lot of pain, right? So she has nerve pain and her entire body extends from her, you know, her pretty much her arms and her legs. She wasn't able to one walk, right? She wasn't able to hold her spoons, wasn't able to feed herself. And that's really debilitating. Um, she's such a sweet lady too. And so, I was able to look at her medications and then make some recommendations um, to her provider to start her on a different nerve pain medication that could also help with perhaps her depression. And so, you know, we tried it at a very low dose and literally two weeks later, she comes back. She's able to one, stand on her own, you know, outside of her wheelchair, which was amazing because she wasn't able to do that weeks ago. And then, you know, we had her do some gripping exercises and see how she was holding like cups and pencils and everything. And she told us that for the first time in forever, like she was able to actually feed herself. She was able to do a lot of independent things. Her depression was a lot better as well. And so I think just seeing that impact where in the AmCare setting, you can make these small changes and really be uh, more available for your patients is what kind of made me really want to do AmCare. And at the end of the day, so that was my geriatrics rotation. I had so many patients who wanted to give me hugs um, before I left. And, you know, they were like, oh, I can't believe you're leaving. You know, like, we really want you to stay here. And so I have a very fond um, appreciation and love for the geriatrics populations, um, which kind of extends into what I do now at KGI. But we can talk about that later. <laughs> and another time for academia. So as a PGY1, I also taught at Toro University. And so being able to interact with the um, students there and really motivate them to do their best. For example, um, I was kind of precepting one of their organizations. And so we, me and my two colleagues, we created a patient case for these students to practice because there's what we call clinical skills competitions. Um, and so that year, you know, based on our judging and like case and like to kind of coaching the students on how to present patients and how to look them up. They were able to win first place at the national level that year. And so that was a lot of fun. And, you know, 
almost like we were so happy for our students. So those are two experiences as a first year resident that really solidified me to go into academia and into amateur care. So do you have like somewhat of a different experience during your PGY too? Because you did provide us that you went to uh, University of Washington for um, PGY too. Um, mm-hmm. What is it like to being out of state? Um, so being out of state is one, if you haven't left California for, in forever, you would have almost like a culture shock, right? Um, in terms of one, the population of you know, who you're around, right? UC Irvine, there's predominantly Asians, right? <laughs> That's not the same when you go to other schools, other places. Um, two, weather change is definitely different, right? Um, you know, what you think is cold in California is not cold in other states. <laughs> um, and I think practicing as a pharmacist, the laws are a lot different. And so being kind of comfortable with the law changes as a practicing pharmacist is also one as well. Um, but overall, I think, you know, like it was a great experience. Um, you, you grow a lot more when you're like out of state and you don't have like, you know, your family, your friends there. So you learn how to connect to other people. You learn how to be independent. So I think that was another um, aspect of being out of state. In terms of my experiences as a pharmacist, I would say, so my PGY2, you know, as you know, Ryan, was also ambulatory care and academia. So I just solidified what I already liked um, and the similar experiences. Um, And so I wouldn't say like my experiences were different. I definitely had more teaching as a second year resident. I taught every week versus just once in a while when I was at um, a PGY1. And then um, I was in clinic in terms of the primary care clinic a lot more compared to, you know, as a first year resident. But I would say it's very similar. So we can move on to employment. So what are some things that KGI offered that attracted you to choose the, your current position as an assistant clinical professor? Mm-hmm. So KGI is very unique in a sense where um, their program is very affiliated to, for example, industry, right? So it has a defin- definitely a bigger opportunity for those interested in industry to pursue. Um, there's a lot of connections in that aspect. In addition, you know, KGI offers different certificate programs, right? So when you kind of delve into pharmacy, there's many different fields and you want to be able to stand out, you know, as a student or even as a resident, you know, like what can you add to certain programs or certain, you know, um, job offers? And so the certificates are a good way for um, our students to stand out, right? You can pursue different ones and get different opportunities. Um, And then, you know, we can talk about that more or we can provide you links to those certificates for you to read about as well. Another aspect was KGI has a very small class. Um, As you know, it's around 60 or so, if not more. Um, And compared to other schools where there's 110, 120, I feel like we are able to be much closer connected to our students and we kind of provide that more one-on-one opportunity to meet with our students to get to know them better um, and to really help them individually Um, so I think that's one aspect that I really like since I really like connecting with people um, students and patients alike so those are the big things that really you know in terms of the school that wanted you know that made me want to be at KGI the people there as well are amazing. <laughs> Everyone's very helpful. It's a team there. Um, everything we do, we work together. And so that's one thing I do appreciate about KGI. Really seems like you have an amazing like opportunity at KGI because it talked about the pharmacists who say like, 
I really like his job and I really see it on you now. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> my first job out of, you know, finishing residencies. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we'll see how the next couple of years goes for me. But so far, so good. So as we approach to the end of the episode, since you're working at the academia side of things, do you have any advice for our audience on how to find a pharmacy school that best suits them or how to get into their top choice pharmacy school? And this is going to be very common, you know, once you apply for pharmacy school, as well as even, you know, residency programs is to be very organized, right? So I would recommend one, make an Excel sheet of all those programs that you want to be a part of, right? And then do your research, go into the websites, talk to the students who are currently there and ask them, you know, what are your favorite aspects of being at that school? Or when you look into the website, what are some things that really, you know, stand out to you? And then, you know, you can ask people, you know, who are currently there or even ask the administration, you know, in more in-depth questions about those two or those things that you find out and learn about. I think learning the school and understanding like one, like what's their mission statement Two, you know, how is the school in general and three and so forth, you know, like really expanding upon that, putting into the Excel sheet. When you come back and review it, then you kind of see like what you like about each school or even what you didn't like about each school. Um, and so that's a good way for you to learn about the programs to make sure that it's a good fit for you because you want to make sure you go to a school that's really going to be best for you. In terms of getting to your first choice, right? So after looking at all those programs and like what you like about it, I would say practice your interviews. <laughs> I can't say it like enough. Just Google, you know, pharmacy school interview questions, and then you'll get a list of questions and really go over them. You know, be able to, you know, practice when you're in the shower, practice to a friend, practice to your mom, practice to anyone. <laughs> but the more you practice, the more normal it sounds. You don't want it to come off as, um, you know, you memorizing a paragraph that you had written. And then, you know, even regardless of like practicing, I think the biggest part is being genuine to who you are and yourself, right? Know what are your interests? What are your passions? When they ask you why pharmacy, you should off the bat already have that passion and that answer ready. Um, and I think, you know, and anything you do, as long as you put yourself into it and you really explain why and show them why um, you're passionate about it, I think it'll make a big difference and it because it really does show when you know I am interviewing someone I can tell whether they want to be a part of our program and whether they want to be in this field or not um, and so hopefully that answers some of your questions um, and so good luck with your pharmacy school applications and you know all your future endeavors. Thank you for sharing your story and advice Dr. Chan. So once again, thank you for being our guest for this episode and good luck with your continuing work to inspire future pharmacists. Our next episode, as per usual schedule, will come out around three weeks after this episode. So stay tuned to our announcements and see y'all next time. Ryan, Zod out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the ZotRx podcast. You can learn more about us as an organization by going to our website at sites.uci.edu slash pharmacy and follow us on our social media. You can also support our program by donating to us through Venmo at PPS at UCI. See you next time. Zod out.